everyone. Welcome back to First Off You're Wrong, a podcast by two dudes smart enough to see problems, but too dumb to figure out how to fix them. I am Luke with me is Jeremiah. Hello, hello. Last week we had deconstruction and ex-evangelical movements um, as our topics and... I guess it was fine. I haven't really looked at what the analytics are saying, what people I, are saying online. I, I re-listened to it, and I think it was a decent episode. You know, I like the I episode, nothing. okay? It yeah. wasn't decent. It was above average. That was, that was a pretty good one. Well, don't, compared don't, to PDA, what yeah, do you think? that was much better than PDA. And the people only, still listen to PDA. The only reason, we're going to keep bragging on the PDA one now, but the only reason that we left that one up is because someone said it kept their baby asleep. And so (laughs) I I didn't want to take it down while they're being. I meant to say something about that last week and I forgot. But But, you are welcome. Yes. And the baby, you are welcome too. Yes. Hit with a disclaimer. All right. (laughs) I'm the one who's sick and you're the one coughing in the mic. And it's when I, I say it with a disclaimer. I got excited. You're just ruining you it. You, you know? hit him with the you dis- get all choked up with the disclaimers? I do. Can you I hit him with a disclaimer? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's a disclaimer. Guys, remember, this podcast is mainly opinion-based unless we otherwise state it. Of course, as Christians, our utmost authority is Scripture. But with many of the topics we deal with, they may or may not be directly addressed in Scripture, or they may be gray areas in the Christian life. Our goal is to make you come away from this podcast thinking about subjects you may not have thought about in the past or thinking about a new subject entirely. With that said, Luke, what are people wrong about this week? This week, people are wrong about church clicks. Clicks. C-L-I-C-K-S. That's that's funny. I was about to actually spell it, so you beat me to it. How do you spell it then, Luke? C-L-I-Q-U-E-S. Wow. Clicks. Spelling. That's you right. Should, you should join a spelling bee. Now, when I think of clicks, I always think of the movie Mean Girls. You can't sit with us. That's our... I date... What is it? She goes to a different school. Or I date somebody or... Uh, well, I don't remember. It's I have, okay. I've seen clips of that movie. I couldn't tell you the, like, everything about it. My favorite part of that movie is where the guy is, like, dressed in a hoodie. And then he's like, she doesn't even go here! I mean, it really didn't make much sense. But it was a pretty funny moment. But that movie is probably the quintessential click movie. Obviously, it doesn't have to do with church clicks. Um, you ever dealt with a church click in your life? A church click? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course. You know, At your current church, obviously. Oh, yes. Tell so me all about it. I'm going to name names. <laughs> this episode, we are putting this on This episode blast. brought to you by church no, clicks. No. Um, really, the, the, I think every single church, and I would even, I'm going to broaden the definition out. Every single large group of people is going to experience some form of clicks. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a friend group and where you would say, I'm friends with all 20 of these people and we all hang out and we all have like a land party or whatever. Do people even do land parties anymore? We don't do land parties anymore. We need to bring... Sorry, my... It's breaking stuff. Dude, my door keeps... It was perfectly fine and then you touched it. Dude, land land parties were the greatest thing that ever happened to mankind. Um... Post nineteen forty five land party, Nocturantoten, <laughs> Call of Duty Zombies. But peak. how did we? How do you? That pronounce was the that? peak. Nocturantoten. You mean Kindertoten? No, Kinodertoten was the Black Ops map. I'm talking about yeah. the World at War maps. Yeah, uh, those are lame. Kindertoten was the okay. Kinodertoten was great. That was the theater map. Yeah, right? yes, that's, that's the one. You're and that's of. the best that was, one. That was 
excellent. That's literally but that's if you have top. if you have way too many people playing on Nocter on Toten and you're all just running around. Which one is Nocter or Toten? That's the one where it's in the single like it's in the two story building and you start in the one room. Oh, they like redid the no windows. that one's that's terrible. I like oh, that no, one. No, no, okay, no, no, no. you're no, you're absolutely wrong. You have no okay. clue. Drop your favorite you Call didn't of Duty have, Zombies map. In you the didn't have a childhood, section. obviously, because Kinder Toten sitting there. How did we get to Call of Duty Nazi okay, Zombies? 4 a.m. eating pistachios, dehydrated because you forgot there got salt all over them. That is peak childhood. Anyway, church clicks. Church clicks. Somehow we got to Call of Duty Nazi Zombies from church clicks. Well, because clicks. you're saying that like you got big groups of people, right? But yeah, you're going to have parties and you're going to have little smaller knit yeah, groups yeah. inside those big it, groups. It always when you have a large group of people, it's always going to devolve down into certain groups of people hanging out with smaller groups of people within that large group. So, I I don't think just to start this off, I don't I don't think church clicks can be a are are always a bad thing, right? Well, I don't I mean, think they're, that they're always. A sometimes negative. they're called small groups, right? Yeah, sometimes or Sunday school. Oh, Ooh. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it it really does depend on how you define it, and I think most people, if you said it's a small group, would have a positive view. If you said it's a clique, they would have a negative view. And I pulled up the definition of clique. So according hopefully to, he spelled it right. I did. Uh, to tap on something, I did not spell it right. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> according to Merriam-Webster, a clique is defined as a small group of people with shared interests or other features in common who spend time together and do not readily allow others to join. That's them. the the big part is the ending part is not yeah. allowing people to join. And I don't. I, I understand it, it does happen in some churches. I think that the majority though would more be in a church would be you exclude that last part like you're going to invite other people sure you invite other people in they may not like all the stuff you guys like to do they might not talk about all the stuff you guys talk about um but you can still include them and usually churches are pretty good about this yeah um or they should be at least i keep saying i think i gotta stop saying that do i say i think too yeah just when we say i think it means this is a (laughs) this is a fact (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fact of the matter is, yeah, no, uh, in my opinion, in my go. humble opinion, uh, a lot of cliques in church do not readily correspond to the same, like the small groups that those people might be in or the Sunday school class or, you know, the prayer group, study group, whatever that these people might be involved in. Uh, I think, wow, did it five minutes it's after. It's okay. Don't worry um, about it. <laughs> a lot of the cliques that I see in most churches tend to come about naturally. They don't necessarily come around by, oh, hey, I'm going to grab this person, this person, and this person, we're going to go hang out and not let anyone else come in with us. It seems to happen like, hey, I'm a mom. There's a mom over there. There's a mom over there. Let's get our kids together and go to the park. Yeah. And to me, that's not a negative thing. And they're not readily allowing other people in, so they're defined as a clique because they're not letting non-moms, they're not letting, you know, the, the grandpa in the corner who's a great guy and everyone loves, but he's not coming to the park with all the young moms and their kids. So is that a clique? Yeah. Is it bad? 
No, but I mean, have you ex- have you ever experienced or seen or do you know of an example of like a bad so click? well that that example you just take that the the problem where it becomes or when it becomes a problem is when they won't invite other moms with yeah. kids to the thing. Obviously, I mean, yeah. when we do our poker nights here, I mean, what it's like you, me, Jeff, and Jeff. Aaron. Um, we've had Jay before. Um, I'm naming all these names, but you guys should have heard of all these names yeah. already. Aaron's been on what? Only two? one of them has not been on the podcast. Yeah, Aaron's yet. been on two. Jay, uh, Jay has been on qu- uh, kind of two, two. But really just one. Um, and then we all know Jeff because he's just Jeff. But we, I mean, we had one of Aaron's friends come into it. So I wouldn't say, hey, I guess you could look at it as a click, but I think more of in that scenario, it's we don't look and go, okay, I would say it's. I don't know if other people really want to play with it, like do yeah. that. So I'm not going to like just sit here and readily go in the church bulletin and go, "Hey, poker night at my house." Yeah, like, and <laughs> I mean, and it would get a little wordy too because poker night at our house. Do not bring cash. We do yeah. not actually play <laughs> not poker like, for gambling purposes. Like we were literally we just, playing. We pass around chips. chips and we all start on equal footing, and then Jeremiah loses every single and, yes. time. And then we sit there and ridicule <laughs> each other for like you know two hours, and then we go home to our wives, and then that's it, and we're done. Um, but like I said, I think that sometimes it can be perceived as something like a click, but mostly maybe it comes out of like people like me. I don't go and invite a bunch of people to that because I'm, I don't know if you like to play poker. I don't know if you like to do what we're doing. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit there and invite people that are like, oh yeah, I'll come hang out with you guys, but I also hate poker. So I'm not going to come. Now you're asking, have I ever experienced a church click that was really bad? Yes. I've actually... I would say I have two really, I mean, they're bad examples. Good examples because they're so bad. Um, Back at my, the church I grew up at, my older sister, she was like terrorized by these girls. It literally was me. If you've seen Mean Girls, this was Mean Girls in real life. My sister did not become Lindsay Lohan though. So that You lived in Africa? Okay, that's right. Didn't that happen? I forgot about that part. (laughs) But anyway, so um, my, my sister was in the youth group there. And there was, I think it was like three girls, and they would literally terrorize my sister. There was the best example I can give you is one of the girls picked up a cookie one time and goes, Oh my gosh, this cookie's so good. Who made it? And my sister said, Oh, I made it. And the girl went to the trash can, spit out the cookie, and threw the rest of it away. Like that's what that's how mean these people were. And this went on for I mean, a long time. I disagree with how it was handled because if it was my daughter and that was happening. I mean, I would be raising some real problems with that church. Like, how how can we allow that to happen in church? The church is not the place for that. Like, the place where that happens is usually school, or it happens in... It can happen in, like, your, your work, I guess, if you're there. But this... My sister was, like, a preteen or something. She was, like, 12 or 13 at the time. And you have, like, girls doing that at church. So you don't want to go to church now because you got these girls who are just being yeah. so mean to you and stuff. Um, and there was a sit-down meeting with the parents and with, I think, the youth pastor after a while um, because it was just it was getting so ridiculous. And then the, the parents were like, I had no clue. I'm, if I learned my child was doing that, first off, I would be pretty... I'm, I, I would think I would be pretty in sync with like what's going on um, with, with the situation of my kids. And I would know they were doing that, and and that would, that's a, obviously punishment for my kids. I mean, you're going to be grounded. There's going to be some stuff because you cannot do. I mean, what kind of testimony is that? What kind of example is that to anyone who's mm-hmm. a non-believer? It's a terrible example. Um, the other one would be my brother. 
I we were in Awana, we were younger. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I think this is a story that you know this this person. I wish one day maybe he would hear this and be like, "Oh, this really happened, and that was a big problem." The pastor of our church, um, when it was the early 2000s, um, so he would know when uh, if he was pastor at that time. His son was a part of my brother's uh, Awana group. And he handed out, this is more of, I guess not really a click thing, maybe more of a bully thing, but there were a few guys that were kind of like this to our family. And he handed out um, birthday cards, birthday invitations to every single person in that room except my brother. And he was the pastor's son. And he and, and my brother's the only one standing there without an invitation. And the kid knew my brother, and we've been going to the church for many years, and they, were, they did at least talk to each other and stuff. And there were people that the kid didn't even talk to that he invited but he wouldn't invite my brother i mean i wouldn't invite your yeah i wouldn't invite him now either i mean yeah he kind of it's it's aaron come on now right he likes pokemon Pokemon. yeah (laughs) 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 that's two times folks they were in sync right now baby but i'd say like that's the two times like that i've seen and that's and again that's kids adult wise i don't think i've seen i would hope i wouldn't see it in adults i mean it just becomes a thing where it's like i think we're growing up at this point like just involve other people. Like, yeah, I, I get it if you forget sometimes, oh, I forgot to invite that person, or I didn't invite them, like I said, because I don't think that they would enjoy what we're doing. But, you know, the invitation probably is a good thing and to that, just give you, anyway. you did touch on something real, like, important with what you said, and that is the, indirectly you said it's immaturity mm-hmm. that a lot of these cliques evolve from. You know, teenage girls being preteen girls and they're, you know, Oh, I don't like that person because they did their hair up instead of down today, and that makes it me really upset. They, they, it, the reasons make no sense. Yeah, at that it's point. it's stuff like that, or you have boys. You know, you're not invited to my birthday party anymore, or my dad could beat up your dad. That you know, regular boy stuff. I mean, my dad could beat up your dad, but, <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> but the uh, the immaturity with a lot of these uh, things that develop. I experienced that too when I was a kid, where you know, I per it felt like I was purposefully not invited to stuff sometimes and i'd be like oh well i wish i could have gone to that and then you know put on a a face and then think about it later and get really upset and smash a lego set or something i don't know but um yeah we we all got our vices as, as people grow up too i think that a lot of times when there's church cliques that develop and if they're being, you know, purposefully, we don't want to invite that person because we don't like them and they're weird, even though they fit in with this subgroup, whatever it is, right. young moms, uh, you know, men's Bible studies, uh, college group, whatever, whatever it may be. And we don't really like them that much. So we're not going to invite them. I think that's a lot of immaturity, too. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a lot of petty reasoning. And I think it's very easily refuted with the Bible, that that's not how we should be acting. Now, uh, I'm going to read a verse or two, and Luke had some verses as well. Oh, here we so, go. <laughs> John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another, right? So we're supposed to love each other. As the body of Christ, we are supposed to show that love, that philea, that brotherly love, uh, towards the fellow members of the church. Uh, the other verse I have is Philippians 2.2. 2. Uh, be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Right? So we're supposed to be 
we're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to have, like I said, that phileia storge is the uh, a Greek. I can't remember what the technical Greek term is. Uh, some person who actually knows Greek will come in and properly define what I'm saying. But uh, it's it is phileia is brotherly love. Storge is that friendship love. And towards the church, we are supposed to have phileia storge. Right? We're supposed to have right. brotherly, friendly love. Right. And then we are supposed to be of the same mind and of the same accord, working together for the same goal. So not only are we supposed to love each other, we're supposed to be doing the same things. We're supposed to be striving towards the same goal. And how can we say, yes, we love each other in the church when intentionally we're leaving people out? Right. Or intentionally we are not getting someone else and striving towards the same goal. And, you know, I, I do, it, intentional is the key word as well. I, I don't, I don't want to say that all small groups are cliques and you shouldn't have small groups at church because that's ridiculous. You need the small groups. You need people to be together in a tighter sense. You know, we have the macro level of the church and then within the church, we have small groups of people that all have similar hearts, you know. I, I don't know why I keep harping on the young moms group but that's just the most prevalent one that i see i think it's the most obvious it's hard not to notice a mom with a child right but that that group right there they need to support one another especially you know husband is off making money supporting the family the wife is at home and especially if she's a first-time mom she needs help and all the other moms can come along and help all the other moms who might not even have that much uh, experience. Maybe they only have one young child as well. They can offer support because that that family that we have in the church is very important. Now, the key distinctive again is we're not going to help that young mom because we don't personally like her. That's where it it it. That's where it gets immature. That's where it gets sinful because you are not showing that love towards your fellow brother or sister in Christ. Yeah, and I think also when you have the issue of, well, when we invite this person, they always say no, or when we invite this person, they don't ever look like they're enjoying the time, or they don't enjoy the time, they're this, they're that. Again, I think it's more of an immature argument where it's like, who cares? At that point, it doesn't matter. As a church, we're an inviting place. We want, uh, was it, uh, in Ephesians, the first part of Ephesians is all about unity, and that's all Paul talks about is unity in the church. That's what we want. So to have unity, it doesn't matter if someone may have the appearance of, I don't like to be at these things, I don't like to come to these things, or whatever. Invite them anyway. That's the thing. If you forget to invite them, this is not like like a, a chastising of you. Yeah. Like, how dare you not like remember? But because sometimes it slips through the cracks. Like I, I have times where I invite and I'm like, why didn't I invite this person? Like I would have loved for them to come. But that, that regret that you have shows that you have love for that person. Yeah. If, if you're yeah. if you're not showing that regret, if you're not, oh man, I should have I should have invited that person. And instead of saying that, you're saying, I'm so glad they didn't come. Yeah. There's an issue. If you if you have regret for not inviting someone because maybe they just slipped your mind, maybe you. You, you, you couldn't, you know, I'm, and I'm having these people over to my house and I just, I can't fit one more person and I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't invite that person. And you feel tore up about it because you didn't invite it, invite them. That's, 
you're still showing love because you have regret and you'll do, you know, you'll remember that next time something like this comes up. But if you're intentionally leaving someone off because eh, they're icky, I don't like them. Yeah, that's that's the but problem. But they're icky. <laughs> <laughs> you just said they were icky. All right, so verse-wise, what I've got, 1 Corinthians 12, that's pretty much the entire chapter is talking about. Like It's comparing the human body to the body of believers in the church. At 1 Corinthians 1.10, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Then I have um, Matthew twelve twenty five. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city and household or household divided against itself will not stand. And lastly, I have John fifteen twelve. Uh, the words of Jesus, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. I thought that was pretty, yeah, pretty uh, to yeah, the point there. To the quick. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, again, it has to do with love. It's not, you look at the believers, you look at the people who are in your church, even outside your church sometimes, you can bring them in. Um, that's what I'm saying, like with what we do when we hang out, I'm not opposed to bringing anyone from any walk of life in and i think it's good i mean we brought in one of aaron's friends who's not a believer when we were over here hanging out one time and it's i think that's the best place for him to be Mm -hmm. because he had i think that was the night that actually jay was here so he had what four or is that five i can't even do math right now that would have been five five so five believers sitting around him and he's a non-believer what a great place for him to be Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that people need to think about is like, hey, you know, I need to, I can include people outside of this and I can include people inside because you have brothers and sisters who are not, weaker in a sense of maybe new to the faith or new to your church and they want to be a part of it, but they're not getting the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's harder for them to say, I'm going to invite people, like we have new people come to the church. Huh. They start inviting all of us over to their house. Like, that's weird. I mean, we probably should invite you over to our house first so you know that you're included. We want you to be a part of this. We want you to be around us and things like that. Um, and so it's it can be really, really hard. I understand that. I mean, I, what, three-month-old boy inside and a one or almost two-year-old daughter. And it is hard with kids to have others over. It's hard to do things, but it's like we still got to do something. I mean, you don't just like, oh, well, we're just going to sit on the sidelines yeah. till, till they're five, you know? <laughs> and then we just keep See adding more. <laughs> wow, look at that. 15 years of just absolute nothing, you know? But uh, it's <laughs> every time you have a kid, five yard penalty. <laughs> that's right. Go back. Go. That's right, guys. We got to go back. So it, it's, it's something that we, we definitely need to think about yeah. when it comes to this. And you. This is, again, it's a nuanced topic that you do have to think about because you can't say, hey, don't have friends. Don't invite a person over or a family over without inviting the whole church. That's ridiculous, and that's obviously not what we're saying. What we are saying is that you shouldn't be exclusive to the point that, you know what, membership's full, we're not having any other people. Can you imagine if a church in general... If, if whatever church you go to said, hey, you know what? We got a visitor here today, and they're really interested. They love the church. They are 
they they absolutely adore everything going on here the worship the sermon everything they they can't wait to join but you know what we cap at 500 members so sorry can't have them got to wait for someone to die right no, that would be ridiculous that would you can't put a needless cap on something now can you say hey this is the men's prayer breakfast who is going to go there the men all right <laughs> this is the high, so, yeah. high school teens work saturday right all the teens in the high school at church are going to go to the church on a saturday morning and they're going to wash the church vans that's that's not a click that is a spe- specific group used for a ministry or you can have a specific group of friends within a church we're supposed to be the best friends you're supposed to have your best friends in the church, your family in the church. That is so awesome to be able to say that, yeah, all, all my great friends and I are in the same church, we're in the same body of believers, and we're, we fellowship with each other regularly. But you can't be, again, you can't be exclusive to the point of not allowing new people in. Right. So always keep if you if you're over one of these small groups, then always keep an open door, you know. And if the group gets big to the point where you can't have another person in, praise the Lord, have two small groups, meet twice. It's true, and then also it's like self awareness is so key. Like it's so many things in life. If you just like look at what's going on and understand what's going on around you, as opposed to just flying in the wind and just oh yeah, well whatever, we're just gonna go with whatever happens. Like, really take a step back, look around, and then make the call of what needs to happen. Because I think that we we do get caught up in life, um, whether it comes to like, hey, I'm going to have friends over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, let's invite the normal people. Well, it's like, why not invite that couple that we don't normally see that yeah. much? Or that new couple from church? Like, yeah, it might be anxiety-filled for them, but it's it's good. Because you know what? They're going to meet us all, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be so bad after a while. And, and they're going to feel way more at home than they did. And it's going to help them in their walk with Christ. You'd think that it's easier for them to go to a, to a group setting, like a, like a dinner, and have a lot of anxiety when leading up to it. But then they sit there and with all these other believers, like, wow, this is actually a really great group of people. And then they come to church that Sunday, and it's like, wow, I'm way more relieved being here. Like, I don't feel... Oh, I'm kind of like I'm a, I'm a new person, so I don't really know that many people. I now know three or four families. Yeah. Okay, great. That's fantastic, and it makes it easier for their walk, as opposed to, um, well, I just I'd rather just keep my dinner to like people I know, so we can have a nice dinner because it might be awkward with the yeah. new ones that come in. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to ruin like a dinner. You're not ruining anything. Like, come on. But I, I know these are conversations that can possibly go on, and you know, no, we're not all innocent of this in in my mind of minds if i'm if if like i'm doing something yeah there may be a time where i'm like oh my gosh like i don't really know i'm gonna say this i don't really know if i want to invite that person and you know what now you can all think of who that person is you never know it might be you okay that's right it might be Ooh. jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> now but but it's like we're all none of us are 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 innocent of this thought but again temptation happens to all of us mm-hmm. And it's whether we're going to take the temptation or not take the temptation. And so I look at it where if I'm going to plan something here, I try. And your brother does a really good job, too, where he always tries. Like, I haven't met this person in church. I'm going to have them over. 
And he does a very, very good job of that. And he always makes sure there's another couple mm-hmm. that he does know so that there's we can all be nice and friendly with each other and you know everyone has a good conversation. And that person feels a lot better at church because like I know those two couples a lot more yeah. now. And we're yeah. good friends. Now best friends. What I want to do now is reverse it. Okay. So we've been talking about, you know, you're you're in a click looking on the outside. This is so good. Okay. Cause this is Oh, I literally have notes about this. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't, because it's a conversation. So Let's, I'm just going to let it flow, you know? <laughs> if you are a person not in a group or clique, whatever you want to call it. If you're looking you're at them looking through the glass. In, yes. What, is it wrong to say, man, I want to be a part of that group? And if you're looking on the outside, how do you approach going into it is wrong wait your turn loser (laughs) hey this is a 500 person cap we already said there's a cap all right no more no more church members (laughs) don't clip that Um, (laughs) but the i mean what what do you think is the appropriate move for someone who might be new to a church number one for me stay involved or get involved if you are Mm -hmm. not if you're new to a church is getting involved if you're already kind of been in the church for I don't know, a few months or a year, stay involved and maybe look at not, you don't have to, I know people are like, oh, but I'm so, I'm like already dragged this way and that way with the kids and with my husband, and with the life. Stay involved at least at what you're at and then maybe double down on what you're doing. Like if yeah. that's nursery work, if that's uh, Awana, if that's, you know, uh, women's Bible study or a men's Bible study or whatever it is, double down on what you're doing. But stay involved or get involved. I think that the involvement around the church, it's like your face becomes up more. Mm-hmm. And then people are more inclined to go, I did not think to invite them. But I remember, I, I just saw them at whatever. They help out a lot with this. I really want to have them over because I want to know more about them. Mm-hmm. I think that that helps out a lot. I think that people just get discouraged when they're like, I, I, don't, I don't feel very welcomed here. And then they go, I'm going to leave. I'm going to find another church. Where I think that that's not, I, I think that's a very... Um, I think it's a little too fat, like quick on the draw for a decision like that. I think that getting involved and trying, maybe again, it's that self awareness thing. Yeah. Looking at what you're doing and then going, okay, I need to maybe tweak these things. Maybe I need to invite those people over to my house. Yeah. Maybe I need to be the one that's the host this time. Now, if you're new to a church, obviously I get like I'm not. I, if when I started at our church, I was not first about, Sunday. Yeah. I'm inviting the pastor Listen to my here, guys, house. Everyone's invited. We're having a big potluck. You I'm cooking everything. <laughs> so much soup. I have gallons of soup at home. I'm not gonna tell you what type of soup, but it is a type. Um, but you know, you don't have to do that. But it's if you're like already a part of that church, then you be the one to invite some people over. Like form your own clique. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> and then, then you form a more powerful clique. That's right. And you take over the rival. But, but then, clique. but then you 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 befriended the the head of the rival clique, and they think you're part of your clique, and then you cut them out of your clique. And then and you then go to they're... Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But I'd say yeah, the big thing is just getting involved or yeah. staying involved in the and church. And that's that. So many people have this view of. The church is a movie theater. I go there, I sit for an hour and a half, and then I leave. It's such a good analogy. It's true, though, yeah. And, and then that that's all it is to them. And instead of being involved, you're just, you know, passive. You're, you, what can you give me today, church? Huh? What, what do you got for me? Throw it at me. Oh, are we standing to sing now? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Say some words at me from the pulpit. I like that. That's not what church is. Church involves that. That is the worship portion of the church is going and being fed from the Bible, going and singing with the fellow believers. That is all worship. But the church is more than worship. The church is also going and helping those around you, going and, hey, there's a widow. She needs her grass mode once a week. Can we coordinate that? Hey, these kids over here, they need help. Hey, this portion of our community, they aren't getting reached with the gospel. Let's go over there and talk to them. That's what the church is. It's, it's, it, people think, yeah, I go to church and then they sit in the back and just sing and do whatever. No, church is involvement as much as it is worship. Right. So if you are new to a church, get involved. We had someone who was, you know, pretty recently joined and with I think it was the week they joined. It might have been the day before they joined the church. They were at a church work day pulling trunks and uh, pulling roots out of the ground from a tree that we had chopped down and pu- pulling trash out from underneath old air conditioners and doing all this stuff. And it, 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 you you look at that and you see that person serving. At, they, they, they might have, like I said, they might have just joined or they were about to join and they were doing all that as a labor of love to show that they were active parts of this church family. And I see that and I say, I, I want to be... I want them to come over. I want to talk to them. I I love what they're doing. I love seeing what they're doing. So if you're new to a church or if you're not involved in something, you can get involved. That, that's not an issue. You're there to be involved. Now, let's say you are involved and for some reason you aren't, you know, maybe you're just not getting invited to something you'd like to be invited to and you start feeling, man, I feel left out. I'm jealous of that person. Don't Don't get jealous. You need to... First, observe what's going on because you might not know everything that's happening in that group or clique, right? You might say, I feel like I should be involved in that, but really you don't know everything that's going on with that group. So take a step back and view it. And then if it gets to a point where, you know, I kind of would want to get involved, you know, these guys, they're, they're playing board games once a week. I really, I like board games a lot. I'd like to go do that. I would love it if I was hosting something and someone walked up to me and said, hey, uh, you know, I, I noticed you guys play board games. Can I, I really like, you know, I don't know, Monopoly, Settlers of Catan. Can I, can I bring that to the next one? Oh, you don't know how to, yeah, I'd love to teach you guys how to play. We can even host it at my house, right? You can get involved in those groups just as easily as you get involved in ministry. It's not demanding. It's, that's, these people are doing something that piques my interest and I would like to get involved in that group. That's that's not a burden. Now, of course, don't be a you know forty year old guy walking up to the singles mo- single moms group saying like, "Hey, I'd like to go to the park with you guys." You guys want to play Settlers of Catan? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> no know your place. But if you see something that piques your interest, go get involved. Yeah, the thing with the don't be jealous or don't have jealousy. I think also don't hold a grudge against those mm-hmm. people that you <clears throat> maybe perceive. Are having this click yeah um, they they may not and, and you know I, yeah it sucks sometimes when you're sitting there and you do you think man I'm never gonna be a part of, of a group here at this church I, I I don't know what I need to do maybe I need to switch churches maybe whatever you need to just stop for a second number one pray pray about it seek counsel from the Lord Okay, go to the Bible, read some Proverbs, get some wisdom. Okay, we all need it. 
And then, like Jeremiah said, talking to people is number one good. Getting involved is great. It, any of those things is fine. It may just come down to that those people aren't going to invite you. Who cares? Don't hold a grudge. There's no need to. It, it's, again, why not you? Why don't you be the one that goes and reaches out to them? Why don't you be the one to invite their family over? Not, not every family, but just one or two of them. Or just one family and say, hey, come over to my house. Let's have dinner. I'm cooking or whatever. You guys bring some rolls or whatever. And we'll we'll talk and we'll see how things go. And you may, you may find that you don't really want to hang out with them anyway. So mm-hmm. even if that was a, really the case. But I, I, again, if you're in a church, I would think even when you hang out with people, normally you know you have something very in common. You go to the same church. You believe in God. So I, Boom. I think that there, number those two topics right there, I think we could probably talk forever and ever and ever for eternity on. So you don't have to worry about really having commonality with them. Um, but it, I think we just we put a lot, especially from the outside looking in, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like, I need to be involved. And also a lot of it comes from, I want my kids to be involved. Because if I'm not involved with these parents, well, my kids might not be involved with those parents. Mm-hmm. Because when kids are little, they don't say, I'm going to invite, um, you know, Lou, what does your dad always say? He's, Sally and Johnny. No, Sally and some, Timmy or... He makes some weird name for the Lock guy. I'm like, I'm like why? Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, I was like, but that's not even a real name for a dude, even though it is. But he had a doctor named Lakshman Urshendran. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so, but it, it's like kids aren't going to remember the like. Oh, uh, I want this person invited. This person invited. The parents are mostly the people that are going to invite the kids. So then you're like, well, my kids will feel left out, and blah blah. blah. That's where I'm talking about getting involved. Yeah. Sometimes it really just comes down to you. Like be be remembered by those people. And if like they don't want to invite you, then they just don't want to invite you. And at that point, you can't I think there is a point where you can stand up for yourself and for your family. And like I said, with the with the one with my sister, that that was something where where my parents, I think it should have been done a little bit faster. And also if me as a parent, my dad was a very uh he's a very quiet, um, scary guy, but quiet. Um, I'm more just loud and in your face, as we all can tell. And Jeremiah's kind of the same way. So if it's me in that situation, it would have been a lot worse for the parents, I suppose, on the other side of it. Um, and not probably not in a good way of me like being able to control myself, because this is my kid. But like I said, it, it's you can stand up in the right ways for your family. Like you can go, hey, you know, is there is there a problem? Like what it, it, did my daughter do something? To your daughter? Did my son do something to your son? Like, is there something wrong like that you see with our family and stuff like that? Like, you can, we can be adults and approach each other on these absolutely. topics. And and the person across you should have the maturity to be able to say, no, absolutely not. You know, I actually I didn't think about it, and I'm really sorry about that. And and if you guys are comfortable with coming, I would love to have you. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you guys. We don't we don't have any kind of problem with you. Like again, we are supposed we're supposed to be mature. Adults, we're supposed to be mature Christians now. Yeah. Are we all? No, yeah. I'm not a mature Christian. I'm a very immature Christian, and and it's you know we don't do the right things all the time, but we're supposed to do the right. We're supposed to be like Christ. Would Christ sit there after someone goes, "Hey, um, like you know, my kids isn't getting invited. He feels very left out. You know, whatever." Would Christ go, "Um, well, uh, I'm sorry, but you know, party's full." Now, is the party full? I mean, again, I don't know how the justification will work on that one, but I. I I, th- I think that the right answer will be no matter what. Hey, you know what? We can make it work. Yeah. You guys can come. We are sorry that you feel this way. And we 100% want to have you. Yeah, and there does need to be a understanding, right? 
We need to first and foremost assume that the other person has the best intentions in their mind. If you are the leader and someone comes up to you and says, hey, I would like to do such and such, assume that that person has the best intentions in their mind. And if you're the person who feels left out, assume that the other people have best the best intentions in their mind. And the best intentions in some cases might be, I just didn't think you would enjoy something like that. Maybe, you know, it's a different Sunday school class, right? And someone didn't feel like they belonged because they hadn't been invited to it. Well, the best intention on the other side would be, yeah, we didn't invite you to our Sunday school class because you were in this Sunday school class and I didn't want to, you know, try and pull you out of there because I thought you were enjoying that. There's, there's always a reason for the other side and we need to, of course, first and foremost, assume the best intentions before going guns a-blazing and saying, you wronged me, you need to fix this right away. Right. That's not the, obviously not the mature way of dealing no. with it. It's, it, it is, this whole thing can be very hard, especially with kids. It is so hard for parents because you're sitting there and you're like, what am, how, like, I want my kid to have a good childhood. I want them to be in a church with good you know, believers and good teachers and good friends. And I just don't see it happening. And I, again, I think that it comes down with a lot of these things. A lot of the issues we talk about, I mean, almost we get to the end of them and I bring up the fact that it's up to the parents, right? And in this one, I think it's, again, it's up to the parents. Your involvement, your your mindset in all of this, it matters. Your children are watching. So if you're going to sit there and be like, woe is us, no one likes us, let's just move on to a different church. It's not a good precedence to put, a precedent to put down for your family. It's not, it's, it's not good for your kids to look at it and go, oh, well, you know, we just have to keep moving churches until we find people that we like, that will hang out with us or something like that. Like it's something where you need to just get involved, stay involved where you are, maybe get involved more if you want to, and and take some time to have some self-reflection, self-awareness, and spend time in prayer too. Because it's hard to look at yourself and go, huh, where am I wrong? How am I messing up? Because no one wants to do that. No one wants to look at ourselves and think that. But it comes down to a lot for the parents. To, and and it's and you got to set the example for your kids when when they get to be this old. They have children of their own. Like they need to know. Like hey, you know, sometimes there are these there are these church cliques that form, and we. It's not that we necessarily have to be a part of it, but if we if we want to maybe try to be more involved and more a part of this church, like let's get ourselves into more programs, let's get ourselves into helping out more, and let's see if we can reach out to those people in these perceived cliques or these actual cliques, invite them over, try to be the bearers of you know of good tidings, and say you know hey let's let's hang out, let's let's be a part of this with each other. Mm-hmm. You you have to think through a lot if you're in one of these situations and you there's so much nuance that addressing it in a general way is I I think helps people think about it and think about their specific situation but of course we can't get into specific situations because there's so many different situations people are in it's different with every single church and the only thing I would the only way I would say that someone is actively in sin with one of these things is if they are they have their little subgroup of whatever and no matter what no matter who does anything no one else can join and if you try to join you are no longer i will make your life 
terrible because you had the audacity to try and do something. And you know what? I will spit the cookies into the trash can. I will do all this because you had the nerve to try and come up here. Yeah, you're, you're living in sin. That's hatred towards a fellow yes. Christian. But for most of this, no. It's, it's unintentional. It's accidental. And I would assume the best intentions with most people in these situations. Right. Now, Luke, did you Google something? <laughs> did you use Google? It's time for Luke's list. Luke's list. No, I don't. I just, I just I said know. it. You know, I'm going to keep it until you think of something better. So, I, you know, I go on Google. I find the first list I can find on the Google results pages for the topic we're talking about. This week comes to us by Trey McDonald back in 2022. Fighting the clicks in your church. All right, so let's go to what he says leaders should do to fight or to break up clicks in your church. Number one, open the lines of communication to break up clicks in your church. Sometimes clicks form because there's simply a lack of communication among the church body. Members don't know about opportunities to engage and participate. They're less likely to join, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say that sounds good. I would say that's like what we're talking about: getting involved. It's just it's yeah. the fact is you just involvement in and of itself can get you a lot further. I mean, it gets you a lot further in anything. Think about work; it's the same thing. If you're involved in more projects, you know more people. More people are going to be like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I remember Luke. I, I want to invite him out, and we'll go to dinner, or we'll hang out with his family this weekend, or something like that, or we're going to do something and." And they remember you from it. Um, but yeah, churches, like I'd say our church is pretty good. You know, it comes up on the, the big screen. And then Jeremiah goes up at the pulpit and then tells us all a story about men's prayer breakfast that's happening. Why, why do you bring that up? Because you said it, we, we have to, <laughs> it's communication. Okay. I had to get involved. Okay. So you're saying you communication did a good job. is key. Yeah, you did a good job. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Read the next list. <laughs> I'm sorry, I take it back. You did a horrible job. I wish you hadn't gone up there and told me about it. That's much better. Make sure everyone feels included and has a place to belong. Mm. I can see that being right, and I can see that being wrong. It just seems like it's it's very hard, the first part. Make sure everyone feels included, because it just... seems like unattainable. Yeah, that's an unattainable goal. Like, how... I can't make everyone feel included. Like that, and then, that's a 50-50 thing. Yeah. Right? I, I can't, I'm forcing you to the death that you're going to feel included. Okay, I'm fine. Do you I feel, feel included like, now? <laughs> yes, yeah, I feel included. I feel How included. about now? Yes, yes. But the, yeah, that, that can be a double-edged sword because then what, what are you sacrificing in the name of inclusion too, right? Are you going to say, well, I want everyone to feel included, so I'm not going to talk about you know, the pastor is not going to s- preach about hard things because it might not let someone feel as included. So I, I see where that's coming from, but I don't necessarily I I, agree with that. I think this point is an ad because he starts talking about like some great tool for attendance. And, oh, and knowing. OK, so maybe that was is it. More is just, it one of those little clicker things that you hold in your hand uh, to count? Says, because that's says, how I think every yeah. church does attendance. No, this is like more. I think you're supposed to like sign in when you go to church. I don't know. Hmm? This seems very interesting. All right. Don't worry about it. Number three. I create, forget my ID badge for work almost every single day. I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to need an ID badge for you church. You think that I'm going to walk up to an iPad and type things in with my two fat fingers no. trying to hit all these keys? No. Not going to happen. My my family will not be not a at, chance. We buckaroo. will not be attending every single week then. Even though we're there, we will not <laughs> <Yeah>. be attending. <laughs> all 
All right, number three, create a place to know and be known. Oh, gosh, this sounds really... Okay. What just, kind, what? Let, let me get to the, let's do the first paragraph, see if we can understand what he's saying. A church leader once encouraged me to learn the names of every child and every family in church. Why? Because you can't know their hearts if you don't know their names. Okay. You know, we start off really strong with the first one. <laughs> then we got to an ad, and now we're going to kind of, it's just, I don't know, it seems like kind of wishy-washy rhetoric more than like an actual, oh, hold on, here you go. And, okay, and it's another ad. Okay, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many ads? Oh, dude, no way. I have literally picked an ad because the last one is Get Realm for Your Church Today. Oh, wow, you did great. <laughs> you didn't notice wow. the sponsored logo I, I, you know, above I, I, it? I just read like the, the you know, I read, it's the first one. It's If I look, it's the first one. I make sure I read them to make sure, that, okay, this is something we can talk about, and then I go with it. But I did not read each paragraph to see that it was just a... It's just a big, huge ad for Realm, whatever that is, a church attendance software. Well, I guess if it's a good software, you guys can get it too, but... Um, yeah, those, I mean, like the first one was a really good point and I, and it went back to the involvement thing. Like, you know, make sure people know where they can get involved. Make sure as like a church leader that you let, like you need to be watching out, like who doesn't show up to things, right? Not saying who doesn't show up and then go and just be like, how dare you not show up, but more of who doesn't show up and then maybe go to them like, Hey, you know, we really need help with this. Um, this ministry, could you guys possibly like, you know, lend a hand with that? Like it's on Wednesday nights during church. I know you guys come to Wednesday nights, but it's across the street with the kids. You know, maybe you could do a lesson for the kids or you could do this or you do that. Like letting people know that there's opportunities out there is, is very, very, very important with the leadership of the church. And that can be as simple as I think most churches do a bulletin. You can put the name of each ministry and who heads up those ministries in the bulletin. Our church does that. Yeah. And, you know, you do that, one, so you know, okay, I can pray for these people and ministries by name. And two, man, I would really like to get involved in children's church. I'd really like to see if they need help over there. Oh, who? Oh, that person heads up the ministry for children's church? Yeah, I'm going to go over there and help them. I'm going to ask them if they need help, right? 100%. So, Something as simple as that can promote inclusivity if that's what you want to. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> if you want to use that. The term. best example I can give for the including stuff or getting in, in not included, getting um, involved. Involved. Thank you. Sorry, um, foggy. The is when I was joined. I joined our church, and I haven't been there for a year yet. And we had VBS, and I said I signed up for VBS, and I said uh, you can put me anywhere you want. And so they contacted me and said, hey, would you mind doing games? And I said, sure, absolutely. So they put me with another guy, my boy Brad, um, and we did games for the kids. Now, I naturally have an inclination to scream and yell. Um, and a lot of the people were very mesmerized by, wow, how can this person scream at our children? And the kids are excited about it. They love that he's screaming at them. Telling them that they're out. I mean, and I, I get a kick out of it too. It's it's the it's the most fun I have volunteering ever. And through that, I, I did I wasn't involved in like almost, I don't think I was involved in anything at the church at that point. I knew people and you know, I'd hang out with, with groups of friends and things like that, but I wasn't really involved. 
And after that, I was, I think you or Jay asked me, like, hey, would you mind doing the Awana Games this coming school year? And I was like, oh, that would be so sick. And now, what am I at, like three years or this is the third year? Yeah, this is going to be the third year. This is the third year of doing it. And it's my thing. And I go and I like to do the VBS games too. And now, anytime he's out of town or sick and I have to do it, you know, every child walks up to me and asks, where's Mr. Luke? Why is Mr. Luke not here? (laughs) And then, you know, he can yell at kids more than anyone else I've ever seen. And they laugh, and they do exactly what he says, and they have a great time. But the second I yell, you're out, and a little girl starts crying, I'm the bad guy. I say it the exact same way. I say it the exact same tone. and the You know, you're out. And now she's crying on the sidelines because I'm the bad guy. But I just, Luke does it, and it's totally fine. I I'm going to storm out of the podcast I again. A, again, another again. time. Okay, but I, I just have, you know, God gave me a gift to scream at children, and, them and, <laughs> and they just enjoy it. They don't, they don't get mad at me. They just, they say, yes, we're, we are one. We're part of this team. Okay, even though there's no team, and I tell them every time they leave that I won because I always win, and uh, it kind of hurts in the rest of life because then when I lose I'm like I'm just so used to winning every time you know every Wednesday night I'm winning and now I'm losing here so it it, uh, it kind of diminishes some things in other parts of life but getting involved like I said it comes from just one thing one thing I said I'm going to do is I'm going to do VBS and it turned into hey we would love it if you'd come and do the Awana games with us and now I do that every Wednesday night it's something I love doing it is my ministry in the church I'd say and I mean, I, I help with the men's um, work days and stuff like that um, because of that. Because, again, it comes to the fact that I can sit there and yell at people. And it's not a, I hate that this guy yells at me. It's a fun, when I yell at someone, I don't know. It's a, I do it in a fun way where people are like, okay, I, I don't hate this guy. He's not the best, but he, I don't hate him. And so like I'm, I'm starting to help with the men's work days because I can... I, I like doing that where I get people like, come on, guys, let's get this thing done. And so it's one thing led to so many other things that I get involved with in the church. And I'm not overloaded, per se, on it, uh, on how many things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I have the I have, I have the doors open to yeah. be able to get more involved, to know more people in the church. And therefore, to be able to, you know, maybe bring other people to go, oh, you know, I like how he does that. I like him when he does it. Maybe I'm going to start like honing my skills to be able to scream at children and have them laugh and not cry, you know? <laughs> I don't want that. Start skill. early, you know? <laughs> start early. That was a nice bow. I'd say we're good on that one. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on I hope you church did enjoy it. Church clicks. <laughs> I'm gonna make a click and Jeremiah's not a part of it. Oh no, really? <laughs> no more poker night for you. I'll invite someone else. And I'm not inviting uh, anyone else from the church either. No, just yourself. It's actually just going to be me. Just you. Yeah, I'm going to play by myself. Yeah, you know, teach my daughter like how to play poker. I don't know about that. That's not very ladylike. No. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what's next week's episode about? Next week, we're going to talk about You're Wrong about King James Onlyism. Ooh, man, that's a good one. Okay. I'm going to get in trouble. Why You Are Wrong about... King James onlyism. Is that even like a term? That is a term. I'll you know I'll take it. I'm fine with it. That's a good thing. I have a lot of friends um, that are actually in churches like that. A lot of like rural church. Is that how you say the word? Rural. 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 Rural church. Yeah, that that rural churches. They a lot of them are uh, King James only. So that'd be a really good episode. Well, 
Jeremiah, where can people find us on people social media? You can find us on Instagram at First Off You're Wrong and at TikTok at First Off You're Wrong. You can also find us on Twitter at F underscore O underscore Y underscore W. Have you figured out how we're going to like reach more people on Twitter or X? I haven't thought about it. He hasn't thought about it, folks. Wow, whole week's gone by. If you know how to use Twitter. Yeah, if you know how to, just DM us and then no one DMs us. Give me like, a phone call at. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a text. Uh, hit me on Telegram. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're actually uh, we're no, starting what, we're starting a Discord. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do Discord. It's uh, five ninety nine. No, uh, <laughs> for much. Truth Social. Yeah, Truth Social. There's a bunch of Truth Social. <laughs> our, DJT, our our boy over there. You know, making it where we have so many on Truth. You know, retruth us at yeah. yeah. Anyway, if you guys haven't learned very much, which is incorrect because you've learned a lot. The most important thing for you guys to remember is that first off, you're wrong. Bye-bye.